Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Key Items Podcast, your weekly podcast for information on video games that is really more involved than you probably want it to be. Um, of course, with you here today is our older priest summon to the house. Justin. I'm not sure about priest, but hey. And our the theme of the episode, if it's and our younger priest Arnold. Arnold. And I am the poor little girl in the bed who's insulting <laughs> people's mothers. What the fuck? <laughs> We're now exercising James. Dying <laughs> chief. Um your host James. And for our what is this, our fifth episode now, guys? I um, believe so. I believe so. For our fifth episode, we have an interesting topic that we will be getting into later on. But I figured we do what we do best at the beginning in bullshit. So <laughs> let's let's Come on, man. let's start off a little bit. Actually, this episode's being recorded on a Saturday as opposed to our normal Thursday time. And it actually, to me, feels a little strange to be recording on Saturday. Maybe because we're always recording on Thursday. Um, but it, since it feels weird to me, I'm like thinking in my head like, oh, it's been a while since we've talked about stuff. Um, so I actually wanted to hear some thoughts on some games um, that you guys may have been playing or any nerd stuff you've been watching or involved in. Um, yeah. Hear that before we jump into some news, I guess. <laughs> There's always that wait. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Go for it. Um, as everyone knows, the new Pokemon game, game came out. I've been having a blast playing it, and everyone who's complaining about the Dexit are just people who want their favorite Pokemon in the game. There's no problem with this game, really. Like Ekans. Like Ekans. I'm sorry, Jim. Get, 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 <laughs> your, favorite, your favorite snake is not in the game, but don't worry. There's an even worse snake in it, so... I've seen that other snake. It is worse. It is pretty. It's a it's pretty, pretty ugly, ugly snake. You know, the funniest thing I heard, though, about Dexit is Dexit was a pretty snappy name, too. But um, somebody I know made the joke that uh, they should have called it the Pokemon Snap instead. Oh, my goodness. Because of Thanos? <laughs> yes. So, okay. Here's, okay. I've been avoiding, um, as everyone knows who listens to this podcast, it's been going on for only about five weeks. Um, <laughs> um, everyone knows that I've been on a Pokemon Blackout, right? And so when the game came out, I actually had a pre-order and everything like that, but I'm still in the midst of beating Dragon Quest Eleven. Excellent game, by the way. If you have not bought that game, buy it on Switch. It's a great game. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Coming shameless plug anyway. Oh yeah, I'll get my shameless plug in in just a moment when it gets to me. But I was going to say, when it comes to Pokemon, um, Jim, yeah, Jim Sterling has a new video out, and I've been seeing like the Dexit and like Drexit and everything like that. People have been posting about the game, and I've been avoiding it. And like, yeah, I, d- I don't know. Like, Kotaku <laughs> seems to like it. I played the first. 
15-20 minutes of it and I really enjoyed it. Everyone I know who's played it loves the game. It is a good game from what I can tell and the music is really good and the graphics are good people. Settle the fuck down. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a really awesome game. I have not played enough of it clearly but like I think it's cool. The only reason I'm not playing it is because I don't want to be playing two heavily involved JRPGs at the time, same time. But yeah, but we can get more into Pokemon and the the insults and stuff it's getting when we record our next episode next week. Yes. We actually have planned that one out, and it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah. Cool. How about you, Dustin? Um, nothing really. I don't actually have much news this week. I've been I'm in the middle of a busy work time, and so I've been mm. kind of other than other than my standard um downtime gotcha game epic addiction. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I get you. And that's why I picked up these mobile games. So I can play them anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I am somewhat similar. Um, my work tends to remain about the same standard-wise. Um, I am in the midst of not having too much of it, but even when, when I am booked down with it, it is pretty much the same, um, kind of work. And so, my work is heavy and intense, but it does not fluctuate in, like, multitude like Dustin's would at times. And so... But because of my work's nature, and then also, there has been a lot, a lot of life stuff to handle in the last few months. It has Automobile. been... Automobile. Yeah, that's one. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of things that I've been having to handle in life and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah. Have not played a lot of video games per se, and I, like I said at the beginning, when I do play, it's usually um, like Dragon Quest, and I have been loving Dragon Quest. Um, it is phenomenal. Was going to tell you this, Dustin. Fun fact: in Dragon Quest, you learn a special ability. It's one of the ultimate techniques. Guess what it's called? Nah, I'm worried. What is it? It's called Solar Flare. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. Yes. There, there's our obligatory Dragon Ball Z reference for the episode. Yes. It'll probably not be the only one. It will not go. be the only one. I don't apologize for our immense amount of Dragon Ball you and Dragon Ball You can tell what an impact Dragon Ball had on our generation just from how It much really it did. It's really like... I never feel bad hearing, um, like, or watching Dragon Ball stuff. Maybe the new stuff super can upset me at times. But outside of that, yeah, I, I love it. Um, and as y'all, I can tell from me, I have no idea what they're talking about. Well, you got the manga you can read. You can watch the show. It's excellent. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I do plan on reading the, the manga soon. I'm rereading the manga, and I'm at Z now. 
because I, I just literally rewatched the show this year and um, the, the Dragon Ball show follows the manga almost to a T. So mm-hmm. rereading the manga is almost no point. Um, so I kind of mm-hmm. just skipped up to Dragon Ball Z. And as I'm reading it, I'm just like, holy shit, like this is, this is good stuff. Like, mm-hmm. any well, like the manga is really well paced. The anime had some some filler stretches, but but even then, I'm getting that cool like feel you got when you were looking at the um, anime. Like, and people for some reason use Dragon Ball's filler as the biggest detractor from mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z, and I feel that's so unfair. When I feel like no, yeah, it's yeah. definitely not alone. But sorry, it, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it's it's it, I yeah, it's not alone, and I think that's my big thing. Well, what, what were you saying, Earl? No, I was gonna say if anyone's complaining about filler, all I all I can say is Naruto. That's what I was gonna say. Naruto and One Piece, both of which I enjoy a lot, both are and notorious, Bleach. and Bleach are notorious for filler, like. Naruto has so much filler. Like, people always joked about how much filler Dragon Ball Z had. And they always point to Snake Way. As if Snake Way was the longest thing ever. I, yeah, I know, right? I think Snake Way was, what, three episodes? Four? Maybe? Something like that. The longest thing was that five minutes it took forever in the dynamic saga. Yeah, like, and even then, like, if you compare it, to like Naruto in One Piece mm-hmm. and Bleach, they have arcs mm-hmm. that are filler. And Naruto yep. has had a an anime series worth of filler. So has One Piece. But like they have had enough filler to make their own anime out the filler. So all I'm saying, kids, is that you're fair enough to say Dragon Ball Z is bad because of the filler, but if you do, please also say that Naruto and One Piece are also bad. We don't really need to debate about Bleach because Bleach killed itself with filler. So, it really did. So, <laughs> so, so, hey, on the note of shows, though, how's oh, that Disney Plus? Oh, um, Disney Plus is... Oh, it's really good. Um, it's... <laughs> It shouldn't be this good because it's 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 a monopoly and that's what it is. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm I'm still a little hesitant, but they, they some of those shows you really you know here's the thing like, though, like The Mandalorian and the old Marvel stuff. I haven't looked at The Mandalorian yet. I have looked at a lot of the old Marvel stuff, um, and I have a friend that um, I'm Gargoyles. Gargoyles yeah. is also calling to. Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. Um. That's what I was going to say. It's worth it. The value you get for it is worth it. Um, you still will feel a little bit sleazy when you're turning it on, but as soon as you cut on that X-Man and you hear and then all you'll just be like, is this me? Take my money. You can just hear all the money falling out of this guy. It works. Um... I was going to say that I have a friend that I'm letting um, use the account at times, and she's always wanted to get into um, Star Wars. 
And mm-hmm. so it's a great way to do it because you have all the things right there. You can watch it in high quality and you get all of Clone Wars, which is phenomenal. Um, and so you can get everything you want. And if you don't like a part of Star Wars, you just go, okay, like, I'll watch this one. Um, but yeah. Is Rebels on there too? Yes, Rebels is on there. Mm, that's tempting because I never got to watch Rebels. Oh, really you are the Rebels. only one of the few people I know that like Rebels. <laughs> but I can't. I, but yeah, if you want to finish the whole thing and if you do like Rebels, I would suggest a lot of people get it. It is worth it is worth completing series like that alone. Um, is Rebels the one that focuses on the clone troopers? No, it's no. the one that's in the resist uh, not resistance, the early rebellion era with like a couple of leftover Jedi and a it's, Mandalorian and It's where the Clone Wars it starts after the Clone Wars animated series. Um, the the three D oh. one, and then it has. So the problem with the Rebels is for me, twofold. Um, the art direction drops, in my opinion. Ooh, that's unfortunate. Um, I don't like the art direction, and I don't like the um, the lightsabers. They look mm. ineffectual. There's some weird lightsabers. I remember seeing the uh, Sith Inquisitor's lightsaber. Yes. Helicopter lightsaber. Yeah, it's a little helicopter one that they've now integrated in the EA video game. Um, you know, yeah, I'll save that for the news section. Oh, okay, yeah, I know, yeah. But yeah, go ahead when we get there. I was going to say, though, the um, the characters, too, are a little weak. Um, don't like the characters. They started hitting archetypes. and Yeah, I, I, I worried a little bit about that. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it yet. Yeah. But, okay. But anyway, yeah, outside of, like, and that's my personal thing for Rebels. If you really like Rebels, Disney Plus is worth getting. And then you get everything else. All the Marvel shows, like that classic Spider-Man. Ooh, we watch. You can even go super classic Spider-Man. Yes. His amazing friends. Yes, they have all the Spider-Man. So Waiting for Starfire, enough Starfire. That's DC. Uh, (laughs) Firestar to show up in uh, in the next Spider-Man movie. It's coming. Oh, that would be interesting. That'll be interesting, but yeah. So Spider Man and Ice Man, Spider Man Three. <laughs> that would be amazing. But okay, yeah, yeah. That was um. That's it on my end as far as current things. Mostly Dragon Quest. I'm hoping that after Pokemon is done, I can do some catching up on my Switch backlog, which is the War Groove game, and I'm getting Golf Story at some point. Golf Story. Golf Story. I've never heard of that. Golf Story, guys, is this game <laughs> that came out, I think, like, last year or something. It's basically a, a like, almost JRPG-type golfing game. But That's interesting. So here's the you thing. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. It's, like, a story-based kind of golfing game that looks kind of like old-school um, 8-bit kind of graphics. Almost think of, oh, like, wow. um, Stardew Valley-looking. And I thought for me you're gonna tell me it was like Harvest Moon except with golfing instead of farming. But. Well, yeah, it's 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 a little bit like that. That's that's why I was kind of like, yeah, it's a little bit like Stardew Valley. It's like you have a you the beginning of the game is like the tutorial, of course, and you're playing with like your dad, and he's like going to teach you how to play golf and everything like that. And then you flash forward to like 20 years later, and you enter in this like golf weird world it's like all these like unique characters 
it's super neat. It's a super chill and relaxing game. It um, sounds like it. I mean, it, golf is kind of by by nature. By nature, so. chill and relaxing. And um, well, until you knock the the ball in the sand trap, and yeah. yeah, it's it's really neat. The design is super cool. I've heard about it for a long time now, but I've actually seen gameplay of it. Definitely going to get that game. Um, probably pick it up on a sale or something like that. And I or, think. Golf Story is available on multiple systems. I don't think it's Switch only. Like I think you can get it on Steam or something like that. Hmm. So. I was going to say, or the only other time when golf isn't chill is when you crash the golf cart, which I actually did one time. I have crashed the <laughs> golf cart as well, but that's I think a you story. Right. Because you don't have to have a license to drive a golf cart. Well, we'll get into that story one day. <laughs> one day. One day. Mine was, no, no golf carts were injured. I just, it was an <laughs> Charity, charity, uh, golf tournament. <laughs> I can't afford to play golf. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, golf is expensive. Um. So, was going to say you brought up some news, Dustin. How about you start us off with some? So, there's a new Star Wars game, and I don't want to advocate for it too much because it's EA, <laughs> and EA is not good. But. I have heard, while I've heard it's not, it's one of those games that's a little short for $60. And it's got some issues with uh, difficulty. They're apparently, like the higher level difficulty, like Jedi Master or whatever, which is essentially supposed to be hard mode, is really the mode you should not play under because it's a little too easy otherwise, from what I've heard. Hmm. Um, at least for a, uh, at least for an experienced gamer, I guess. Um, maybe the other modes are more to make the story accessible for people who aren't, or who are Star Wars fans but maybe not big video game fans, um, which is fine. I understand that. Um, but I've heard actually good things. Like I've heard it's actually a pretty fun game. It's a Souls-like combat system. It's very focused on parrying and blocking, apparently, or you die. I've I've heard a roundabout kind of like that. I've heard neutral stuff. I've heard it's decent. It's not going to blow your mind. Um... I have heard that it is, and I've seen some of the combat and stuff, it is definitely more Souls-like, and actually I'm in more of agreement with Jim Sterling's opinion of the combat, in that mm -hmm. I don't want a Souls-style game with Star Wars. He's kind of saying he would like more of a Devil May Cry type thing, and I, I think that. that will lend itself better to like how you see the Jedi move in the animated series and cartoons, but mm -hmm. I guess they're going for more of the movie feel. And yeah, so, where, where if people mess up, they, they lose limbs. Right. So um, that's okay. Um, like you said, I have heard that it's very decent. Uh, I think it's 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 an inoffensive game, basically. Yeah. Which, which is honestly, which is the highest praise. EA world's will better get. than than yeah. EA's last couple of Star Wars. Right. Games. So yeah, they're pretty bad. So by EA standards, it's phenomenal. But by mine and a lot of the gaming community <laughs> standards, <laughs> it's it's okay. I have heard that they still have this, and I get sick of this. And I actually didn't read this article, but I heard about this article. I think Kotaku put it up, um, mm -hmm. talking about how they want the double jump back. Because a lot of video yeah, games have this, too. like, wall running stuff. I personally am sick of wall running. Like, just sick of it. Um, Prince of Persia did it well. And a lot of games took it from Assassin's there. Creed. Assassin's Creed. Which was, Assassin's like, Creed. Which one did that? I don't remember. You know, I just realized, was Mario, like, the first modern, like, 3D platform, Mario 64, to do a wall run? You could wall jump. Yeah, yeah, it was a wall jump, not like a real wall run. That would be nuts if Mario 
Because, <laughs> you know, Mario, like, never uses his hands for anything. So you just see him go, Wah! and, like, his little arms are dangling. What do you mean? He throws out his hands when he throws fireballs. Yeah, no, no, but he doesn't, like, use his hands to, like, bounce on anything. To maneuver. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't, like, maneuver around. He throws his hat at people and takes over their, yeah. takes over their mind, apparently. Yeah, he's a soul <laughs> reaper now. <laughs> he can let them go, though. He can free them. He's a shinigami. Um, but, yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. I've heard it's pretty, um, pretty awesome. Most affordable advice I've heard is somebody recommended... Um, just getting a month of the of the EA like service that's like fifteen dollars, playing it and like beating it in that month, and then just canceling the subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, um, I guess it works. It's EA. I don't mind hustling them um, at all. I uh, um, oh yeah, it's a game that would definitely apparently be worth playing paying fifteen dollars for, but maybe not sixty dollars. Yeah, I probably wouldn't pay. I probably won't play it, but if I were. I would not pay over twenty dollars, um, but yeah, I was gonna say in that in that vein of news, I'm going to say one of the articles of news I have. Um, for some reason, it just sounds like Arnold is like beating up a bag of chips over there. What? <laughs> yes, I'm smashing some chips. Just hear so many crinkles. But I was going to say <laughs> that um, I'll hold off on my end of the news for a second and actually go into well. Not my end. One article of news I have, just in case someone else wants to bring it up. But this one I will bring up. Has everyone heard of Alex yet? Yeah. Yes. So I haven't watched the trailer, but I heard of it. I looked at I've like seen the trailer. I've looked at like a minute of the trailer, and the so for those of you who don't know, Alex is a Half Life game. It is the it's first not Half Life Three though. Right. It's not Half Life. World is not ending yet. It is the first Half-Life game made in, what, 15 years? Something like that. I think so, yeah. So, this is what Valve has been busy doing. <laughs> and it is a VR exclusive. What do you mean? Don't, you for- don't forget that they made a card game. Yeah. Did they make a card game? Because, you know, the Half-Life people are just down and dirty for card games. Hell yeah! Another you know Team Fortress players, they might go crazy over here. They do Trade like cards. trading, right? That's what I was gonna say. They do like trading. Hats. Bro, don't even talk game. about that. The TF2 economy is terrible right now. I personally feel um, one day I'll return to it and make my own money on hats. Probably not. I have a lot of hats. I, I personally feel that this is not great. It's like, but you know what? Maybe. Maybe it's like the No More Heroes thing, where they're trying to test if there's interest and make some money on the side to help fund more things. Not like Valve needs money, but like you know, that could be it. Yeah, Valve. When Gabe Newell can be like, I'm gonna write a check for this. Yeah, yeah. So it could be something like that. Who knows? Uh, I just find it interesting. I don't like that it's um, exclusive to VR. Yeah. Um, anyway, they've been playing a lot with VR tech in the meantime. What were we going to say, Arnold? No, I'm saying, didn't, uh, didn't they make a VR set? Headset? Did Valve make one? Yeah, I think it's called the Valve. I wouldn't be surprised. So, yeah, and that would, like, that, you know, make people consider buying. Because people want to play. I'm assuming the half, Half Life people really want to play this game. Maybe. And so. You know, if they and now that Valve sells a 
VR set that entice them to actually get a VR headset? I don't know because VR is still expensive. Like, You're right, but I, when I watched this trailer, this is like now to me. I think um, you know, James, that when it comes to graphics, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But like for a VR game, this is the first time I I've seen a VR game, and I'm like, damn, this game looks great. But just because it looks pretty doesn't mean it'll attract people to pay for it because you're right you're right like i think i'm equating this and it's not as extreme but i'm equating this to when i first saw the official quote-unquote beyond good and evil like two trailer um i have no idea what that is okay so beyond good and evil is a wonderful amazing game that came out on the ps2 um back in the day xbox in the xbox and I, I bought it on. I bought it the day, not the day it came out. It was like a month after it came out. I bought it a month after it came out, and I played the shit out of that game. You play a character named Jade, and she's like this cool, like kind of punk hipster photography woman who works at an orphanage with her pig father. And I mean that literally. He's a pig. And like, um, oh, I thought you were being mean. No, no, no. Like he's <laughs> no, an he's actual, an actual pig. like pig. He's I like a pig it. man, and like you guys help take care of these children, and the government is like hiding some secrets about these aliens, and it's up to her to like exploit the government's underbelly, and it's like part. It's very heavy stealth. It's like it's like Metal Gear meets um Pokemon Snap. Yep. Meets Assassin's Creed. Like it's it's really neat. Huh? Sorry. Yeah, it's sorry. It's like I remember it was like I think yeah. You already said Metal Gear. It's I was like, like I remember like things me- right Metal Gear. Metal is like Metal Snap Creed. Like it's like um a really cool game. And so when that game finished, no one gave a shit about that game. That game came out and it died. And no one even cared. Like I think when I talked about the game with people, I knew, like, two people who knew about the game. And, like, all my life of video gaming. And then a lot of their diehard fans were asking for the game. And they had been releasing little snippet trailers all through the years. It went on for about... I want to say almost as long as Half-Life 3. Maybe yeah, a little bit was, less. Yeah, for a long time there like, was talk of it. It's been like 13 years. And so then they finally released a trailer for it. And mind you, this game was more on your Pixar level. Like it had some intense stuff and some hard hitting mm. stuff. But it was, you know, family friendly. And then the first <laughs> thing that happened in the trailer was this monkey is like saying, fuck you to a pig. He flips him off, blows up a window, jumps into a car with this woman with a fro on a motorcycle. And he's like, let's go. And it's all this etchy, like cyberpunk looking, we're cool now, kids kind of thing. And I'm kind of like, this was not what Beyond Good and Evil was. Um, and Indeed. I think... And I think a lot of people are okay with it just because they want Beyond Good and Evil 2. I don't think they care if it's good or not. It's like one of those things. It's beyond whether it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That was good. That was spicy. That was good. Um, But yeah, so that's why I kind of feel Half-Life is probably at right now. 
I don't know if that's a good or bad, but who knows? Yeah, it probably. I like it's at that point where no matter what comes out, it'll not meet somebody's expectations. Exactly. Also, to clarify, since Alex, uh, since um, on the note of Alex and Arnold mentioning for us the VR, whether or not Valve makes a uh, VR headset. Oh, by the way, they do. It's called Valve Index VR. Yep, and it is for you get a headset. With integrated headphones, a headset cable, connection cable, power supply, uh, power adapter, cradle adapter, face gasket, which is the thing to put it on your head, two controllers with lanyards, charging cables for the controllers, base stations, power cables, stands with mounting hardware, and cleaning cloth for the low, low price. Also, it comes with Half-Life Alex, by the way, for the low, low price of $999. <laughs> I think I got asthma again. Fuck. I I'm just gonna lean up here a little bit and go. No, bruh. I'm pretty sure the Oculus Rift is cheaper. A and thousand, they got a new. They, a they, they have dollars? a new VR set. A thousand dollars? No, son. Nope. No, son. No. You could buy. Also, needs to be an Instapot or something else besides you, just the VR set. You could buy like three or four switches for people. For that much. Don't worry, James. That's a doubt payment on the card. And I'll buy this, and I'll I'll put it, I'll I'll uh, play it while my uh, Tesla Cybertruck drives itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! No, you'll, thank you. you'll hook up the the VR onto that touchscreen. Yep. There we go. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> that that truck is producing some spicy memes, though. I, I, that, I don't lie. That truck looked so ugly. Me and my brother, when we saw that, we're like, that's the Halo 1 Warhawk. It really that, is. That <laughs> is. Somebody, somebody was like, this this truck looks like a truck that was rendered on the N64. <laughs> <laughs> that truck looks like what you do when you got a lot of money and you sell to people who have money. No, I think I, from what I've, my brother told me, for those who don't know, my brother, well, you guys wouldn't know. I mean, you two would, but to all our audience, my brother so likes the, cars. The, the, the listeners cars. at home. Yeah, your, the listeners at home. But go ahead, Arnold, and I'll say my point. <laughs> um, he works on cars, and yeah. he likes cars. Yes. And uh, he told me that apparently this truck is supposed to be all made by one piece of metal. That seems... Which yeah, just like I used to make cars and Boy Scouts out of one block of wood. So, in other <laughs> words, it's like the DeLorean of modern vehicles. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's supposed to make it cheaper that way? Uh-huh. It's $40,000. Uh, hey, that's only the base model. If you want the model with three motors in it, it's $69,000. Three? What? It's got, there's a three-engine version. Apparently. It's a tri... It's a triclops? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? What? This is such excess. Why? <laughs> I like, don't know. For what per- Like, okay, for, for real talk, real talk. You walk up to former Farmer Dave in Nebraska and you say, Hey, sir, you need a new truck? Well, I think I do, son. This old one ain't going to pick up all the stuff that well. How would you like this Tesla? It comes with three motors. Well, what do the motors help me do? Can it go into dirt and mud? No, you have to keep it clean 24 hours a day or else it will implode upon itself. Why would I pay $40,000? Even off-road capabilities aside, that truck doesn't have a bed. 
Like the purpose Wait. of a truck is a bed. Isn't a bed a part of the truck? Yeah. You mean the back? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does have a back. But it doesn't. Is it to have it like a actual like extended bed, like a like a? Like yeah, a yeah, it does. I so I didn't I didn't, I can't it's, speak it, whether I'm gonna have to look at more pictures of this thing. It's weird because there's supposed to be a cover that goes over it that's solar panels, I believe. That's why okay. it does, it, does it like what charge? Does it, the yeah, car? what does a solar panel do? It charges the car? I don't fucking know. I don't think that can I, charge the car that well. <laughs> If, I mean, solar panels are pretty yeah, good now. But that, I would be really impressed if they have also, found a way to harness solar power to power a truck like that. Um, the the trucks. The reason why it has so many engines is because it, apparently it can pull like three times the amount of weight a normal truck can pull. Uh, okay. Okay. Do you, do you do you get to like toggle those on? Because I mean, that seems a bonus feature if you got like, oh man, this is a big load. I gotta go into two engine mode now. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, give it more power. I'm just wondering if they're gonna make these trucks more accessible to people who actually use trucks, since trucks are not what I would call like like a luxury item. Most people don't buy trucks just they're to have a truck. Pretty expensive, honestly. Right. Like we are done though, they're thing. expensive, but like I'm like most if I see a person with a truck, they better goddamn use it as a truck. Like you better not be buying those trucks <laughs> so you can drive around and be uh... cool with it. Because I've seen a lot of people with trucks, and if you're listening right now, and you have a truck, and you ain't never used that truck as a truck, sell it, and buy yourself a sports car, and stop. My, my first thought when you said that was, it was you sweet summer child, I just remembered all these trucks I see oh, that you know. Yeah, oh, I, it was definitely a shot. I was I was okay. shooting just people. I, I was taking aim at a group of people who will buy trucks as their luxury cool cruise items. Listen, dog, it ain't cool if your date gotta get a ladder to get in her seat. Like, if you need a big vehicle, if you want a big vehicle, get an SUV. Get an SUV. Like, if you're gonna kill the environment, do it right. If not, get a truck and do some work. All I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now that I derailed the news section <laughs> for talk of the Tesla Cybertruck, by the way, there's a spicy meme in our... Uh, Group chat here. So um, um, I will. I will go see. ahead, Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. What's the news you got this year? Um, fuck. Now I'm just looking at the Tesla truck and the fucking. Get off the it was Tesla. A Are you looking at the box art of the Tesla truck on Cruising USA? Yeah, it, it, it fits perfectly. You know what though? The down payment is only a hundred dollars for pre-order. Oh wow! I could afford that. I could afford that. It, it's the it's the sequence of payments that follow. Exactly. That the down payment's good, but that monthly payment. <laughs> you're going to use that truck for real because you're going to be working for Farmer Dave to pay Also, apparently, it's, it's expensive because the body itself is supposed to be bulletproof. And the glass is supposed to be shatterproof. So what you're telling me is this is the the cyberpunk future truck for the rich people. So when, Yep. They're going to have... When we get, when we get into fallout time... They can drive around and protection. When our culture is dead and buried beneath the waves and the next group of humanoids that come down and find us, they're going to point to sections in our history and go, why did they do this? And I believe <laughs> that this truck is going to be one of those points. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Arnold, outside of the Tesla truck and your fascination with it, what other news um, do we have? So I did want to bring up Google Stadia. Yes, I knew uh, somebody was. Somebody. <laughs> now, from what I've seen, Crashing people burning. who live in cities have no problem. Everyone else has fucking problems with this thing. 
Whoa, explain Farmer that because Dave from what I can from Farmer Dave is sitting there with his Tesla truck, wishing that he could play Google Stadia on his new iPhone that his grandkids got him for Christmas last year, but he can't because they did not consider that Farmer Dave. His only friend in life would be his phone now that he's paid for this Tesla truck and has lost all his money trying to finance the truck. Trying to find signal for the Google Stadia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, but anyway. go ahead. What were you alluding to, Arnold? Because what I have heard is that Google Stadia has sucked all around, but now you're saying that it's pertaining to cities versus non-cities? Well, so what I've read from some articles is that some people have had no problems with latency or bandwidth, but that's not 100% with everyone. Now, I just want to let everyone know, if you want to get Stadia, you're going to have to buy the controller, you're going to have to buy Google, mm -hmm. Ultra Chromecast. Mm -hmm. Older models of the Chromecast are not going to be supported, mm -hmm. which is stupid. And okay. I believe at launch, there's only going to be 12 games. Oh, no, 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 no. They have doubled that because people have been pissed off about that. Well, even if they double it, they only games. have. I am. I am only, only saying that for fun. <laughs> two games that are new. Yep. Borderlands Three. That's and fucking Ghost Recon. Those Borderlands Three is technically not even new. Um, I mean, technically Doom Eternal, but they, you know, it it so far had to push that game back. Yeah. So we can't even count that. So, from what I've heard, the latency issue is a big issue. The They have doubled the amount of games that have been coming out like a week before the launch because people were pissed off about the launch. And... Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, let me finish. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't um, get more. Not only do you have to pay for a controller. Now, the point of Stadia is you don't have to buy a console. Right. You know? Does it take up? I saw an ad that was like it doesn't take up space or something Yeah, it doesn't like take that. up space. The problem is you have to pay for a subscription. Now, if you're paying for a subscription, you think it'd be like PlayStation Now mm -hmm. or the Xbox Game Pass, where you're paying for a subscription and hey, get a whole bunch of free games. Nah, that's not how it's gonna work. You have to pay for each fucking game. So it's like original Xbox. <laughs> you have to pay for the service, and you have to pay for the games you want with this service. So how much is the service, Arnold? I believe if you just want to get Stadia Premiere. It's $129 total. Okay, and then you have to buy the controller. How much is the controller? Well, that's total. That, I, oh, I believe that's total. So everything is $129. Uh, so let's see. What's in the if, When you're paying for the Stadia Premiere, you'll get okay. the Google uh, Chromecast Ultra, the Stadia controller. Okay. And a power adapter. That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, and that's and all. How much, one... how much each month is it? Uh, let me check real quick. I forgot to write that down. Stadia. Well, Arnold finds this. Yeah, sorry uh, about I that. Great. I have some other Stadia news. So, you know, gaming consoles in the future. What kind of services would you want to communicate with your friends on your Google Stadia? Discord, right? Or maybe Skype? No, the Google Stadia has such groundbreaking and innovative and up-to-date signups, at least when it first came out. They probably fixed this by now. Like MSN Messenger and AIM and ICQ. Also, if I can interrupt real quick, it's $10 a month. Okay, so $10 a month. 
So $129 for the system. Mm-hmm. $10 a month, plus the mm-hmm. cost of the games. And it's not like these games are $20 to $10. They're full price. So that's about 120 a year for the service, plus the 130 So we're talking about 250 for your first initial going in. And then another... Sorry, oh, I was gonna say then another consecutive one twenty every year when you could just buy a damn system and have your latency issues occasionally messed up depending on the game, um, <laughs> and you could get a more robust library of games. And to add to Dustin's point, as much as I would love to make fun of Stadia for its archaic form of communication, it at least has communication. And as much as I love the switch, the communication's almost non-existent. I do have to admit, though, AIM, AIM is defunct, though, so there is a problem there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't know how that slipped through. That seems like something somebody would have proofread, but anyway. <laughs> but I would say that Stadia has imploded upon itself. Um, I think Google, once again, tried to bite off more than it could chew and should be happy with its powerhouse that it has and just stop trying to do all these projects i so i surmise that stadia will be dead within two years unless somehow google pulls well, off next year a beast. next year stadia base goes into free it's supposed to be free next year so you're supposed to be able to just use stadia just stadia base it just, uh, from what i'm reading you get the if you get Stadia Pro, which is the $10, or apparently in Europe it's $9, or 9 euros a month, mm-hmm. um, you get you get up to 4K, 60 FPS, 5.1 stereo sound, uh, you can buy games whenever you want, you get Destiny 2, the collector edition, which by the way is fucking free now, so that's not Just even... Just so you know, you get a free game for the you price free of free. Yeah, free game, you know, it's the price of free. You get the free game for the price of $9, actually. Go ahead. And, you're so... <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're also supposed to get exclusive discounts on the games. For the free model, uh-huh. the resolution is 1080p, which is all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60 FPS. Mm-hmm. The sound okay. is just stereo. Oh, you can no. buy games whenever you want. Uh-huh. You do not get access to the free game, even though it is free. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's not like I can turn my Stadia off on my computer and just download the free game on my computer and play that there. <laughs> and you do not get these discounts on the exclusive game purchases. The exclusive games has already been out for like a year. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think even if it goes free... Stadia is going to be breaking because, like, let's say it goes free by next year. By next year, PS5 may be out, you know. Um, and you know how Sony fans are, you know, they hear an Xbox, they hear an X button go off, they they explode. And that's a cross button, they clarified that recently. Uh, oh, really? It yeah, sure do look like button. an X, yeah, it's a cross button. <laughs> If it was a cross, it looked like a fucking plus. I think they're doing that to separate it from each other because okay. the Nintendo uses an X, and so does and the so Xbox. The Xbox. Yep. And Sony wow. is the only company right now that's like trying to hoard all its gold like an angry little dragon. It's it's that it's that elder brother that's like 
Stay out of my room. Who's mine? Mom said anyway, it. Go ahead. Where is that? Um, <laughs> I was going to say, in, the, in defense of the stadium, not that it really needs defending, because until I get this is internet issue fixed, it's kind of, which it won't be, because it's kind of the core of it. It really does feel like the game that's like the game console meant for trying to get mope like i guess mobile gamers yeah like, into the into the market like hey you want to well, i think play? not just mobile gamers i think just the casual gamer as well yeah i think that's what it's kind of aimed at in its defense but um i think it would be a little more practical if you could like download things somewhere. right but download them onto your computer or your device i would yeah just like give it a hard drive give it like slap a slap a usb driving me you know like. well I, I will say i agree with dustin more arnold on the fact that it's trying to bring in more mobile gamers because casual gamers have the switch yeah this is also true so the switch is a much more affordable and reasonable and a better option um in all purposes of that i would say that would be it i think it's more mobile because you can use it on any device typically mm. so but yeah Interesting news. We'll see how it goes. Uh, also, I just wanted to bring up... It was a long news section. It was. Well, who are we going to say? going to add another note, Arnold? Uh, yeah. Um, there's, people are worried about data, uh, the data cap because, you know, ISPs are fucking amazing. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I heard about that. What Google's VP, yeah, 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 yeah. Bill Harrison, <laughs> said in an interview with fucking GameSpot that... And this is naive as fuck. I have never heard so much bullshit come out of someone's mouth. ESPs are smart, and they're in the business of keeping people happy. So, they're, so uh, uh, with this in mind, apparently they're going to increase the cap. I use Comcast because I have to use Comcast. Mm. I don't use Comcast because Comcast gives a shit about me and my internet. <laughs> Comcast could give two shits about if my internet's working. And that you pay is your why, bill on time, that's all they care. That is why Comcast, when you tell me that I have to pay you two, $10 sometimes for my bill, I'll wait and I'll pay you a little bit later. Because it doesn't do anything to me and you're a jackass. That's <laughs> right, Comcast. I'm calling you out for your bad service. <laughs> my internet shuts down all the time. Make it work. It's called. Man, can you imagine what if they what if they what if they regulated so if your internet was down you didn't have to pay for it for the time it was down? Oh my goodness, they would be so on the ball to fixing your shit. I know, right? It's almost like some regulation didn't be a bad thing. It's like if they had to if they had to stop charging us for when the internet goes down, everyone using Comcast would have the fastest internet available on the face of the earth. <laughs> And the and the customer service will be so good. Some people. <laughs> this is a crass joke. <laughs> I was gonna be like, it'd be so good. Some people would use it to masturbate too, because it'd be better. <laughs> it'd be better than pornography. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm right. On that note. <laughs> Speaking of naughty things that you shouldn't say, let's get into the topic of today. And the Which topic is of the day significantly less naughty. Less significantly less naughty. Um, but um, before I get into the topic and introduce it to our audience and everything like that, forewarning: this topic may be a sensitive issue to some people. Um, 
whatever you believe or don't believe, that is all you, dog and dogettes. That being said, we will be conversating about a more sensitive topic in this world in general. Um, yeah, I just wanted to preface that. I'm not going to avoid talking about it or giving my opinions on things. But I think it's fair to let everybody know. And I'm sure everyone listening will go, well, what the fuck are you talking about, James? Um, today, we are going to talk about religion and video games and nerd media. Um, how it's portrayed, what may be these connections, how they look, all that yada yada yada. This, of course, will pertain to either some real world religions or religions that exist within the world of these media forms. And mm -hmm. so... We each have kind of made our own section, things that we know a decent, amount, a decent amount of things on. And of course, some of it's separated amongst us, but there will be things that some of us just know more than the others, and some of it will be things that we both, that we all know very well. And so, coming at it from different angles and stuff like that, and just really talking about it. So, I, as typical, will hold off on my end for a bit. I'm going to throw this one. I think I started last topic with Arnold. Let's throw it with Dustin this time. Oh, I'm on the spot right away. You're on so, the spot. Um, <clears throat> sorry, got to get my thoughts together here. I would, I would shuffle notes, but I don't have my notes. Um, anyway, um, so religion and video games. Um, oh, oh, sorry, Dustin. Before you get there, yes. I wanted to preface this so everyone can know before we begin. I looked up definitions of religion so oh, that okay. everyone can kind of just have that in their head. So, according to Webster, um, the Good initial... No Webster. These <laughs> are different ways of defining. Um, the initial definition of religion would be the service and worship of God or the supernatural. Um, a commitment or devotion to religious faith or observance. Another one would be a personal set of institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices. Um, one is an archaic form of the definition, which is scrupulous conformity. Um, <laughs> and then the last one that I saw was that it's a cause, principle, or system of beliefs held to order, held to with ador and faith. And so I feel that what we're all going to be tackling in this subject will fit one of these things. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give everyone that initially to keep in their heads when we're discussing things in the topic. Sorry about that, Dustin. Go ahead. It's all right. Um, yeah, so I think for a lot of nerd media, I mean, it's a good way to start this. I'm trying to thank you. Um, I actually, I'll start off with uh, with a with a another jrpg trope because we talk about jrpgs a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so um i think to preface a little bit um culturally um japan's views on religion are probably a little different than than some countries just because the fact that japan is while they do have several native religions and religions that are fairly prominent there. Japan is not a super religious country population-wise, from what I understand. It's a pretty, pretty non-practice. I mean, they've some cultural beliefs, but it's it's not as like a it's a smaller percentage, I think, in general than than like the U.S. or parts of Europe, possibly, um, and South America, definitely. Um, but yes, uh, with that in mind, uh, religion 
despite that, religion plays a big part in a lot of JRPGs, I think, especially the Final Fantasy series. Mm -hmm. um, but the one I want to talk about, well, of course you've got the fantasy tropes, like the cleric or the priest class, mm -hmm. um, which is originally kind of or uh, originates uh, originally originates. It's very uh, very uh, good use of words there. Um, I was going to say originates a lot in D which is where a lot of your tropes in Final Fantasy honestly come from originally. A lot of your classes, mm -hmm. they've got a lot of their own. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, religion is often a theme in Final Fantasies, but it's typically not a positive theme. And I don't think that's unfair because there has been, for a lot of good religion this time, there's also been a lot of uh, conflicts over various aspects of religion and zealotry and things like that. But in particular... I think the game where it is the most prominent, besides maybe Final Fantasy X, um, which I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to spoil it for Arnold, who still needs to play it. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry about that. Final Fantasy Tactics, or Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. And that took me forever to introduce that game, didn't it? <laughs> um, but anyway, so religion plays a major part in that game because that game is, of all the Final Fantasies, probably the most... I'm going to frame this in a weird way, the most medieval of the Final Fantasies, in that a lot of the um, storytelling is very... If you're not familiar with Final Fantasy Tactics, it's very political. Yes. Um, it's a strategy game. Um, it's very crunchy. It's much more in-depth than some of the other Final Fantasies. In fact, it plays more like Fire Emblem... But it's a little more complex, even than many, than not all of. It's like Tactics Ogre. Yeah, it's like Tactics Ogre or Ogre Battle. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's a very crunchy game, very politically driven game. But one of the big aspects of it is the Church of Globados, and I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is a very clear analog to the medieval Catholic Church. I would argue you've got Saint Ajora, who is a holy figure who's believed supposed to be the chosen of god and he was hung rather than crucified and um that just led to the destruction of the civilization that that did that like by a tidal wave and he had 12 followers the zodiac braves mm -hmm. and now the knights templar and cardinals and other similarly catholic named <laughs> figures for lack of a better explanation are the heads of the Church of Globados, which comes across as kind of benign initially. I think the first battle in that game is at a monastery where you're defending a uh, a, no, a noble from a kidnapping. Um, but as the game unfolds, it turns out everything is not the not it seems. And James, have you played Final Fantasy Tactics? I feel like I'm talking a lot here. No, 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 you're fine. I have played a good amount of Final Fantasy Tactics, and I know exactly what you're referring to. And I was going to kind of chime in. Also, um, um, sorry, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say also I'm into Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Tactics. Unfortunately, it's not available on any modern console except android and ios because i was about to say if you like game of thrones you would probably like Final it's Fantasy definitely <laughs> it's definitely game of thrones way way before game of thrones became really big and everything like that i would say this so when i was um what dustin was saying is pretty much true for most of it i would argue a little bit differently when it comes to um, Japanese culture overall when it comes to religions and practices because I would say that 
while they are not um, as Western religious or culturally, they um, are they are they have their own form of ingrained culture within like mm-hmm. different belief systems and stuff like right. that. But what I was going yeah. to say is because of that, um, and this is my own kind of theory, is that if you look at the Final Fantasy RPGs, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's funny that you bring up Final Fantasy Tactics because. As you were saying that, I was starting linking up these things to, like, the Tales of games are also known as the Mothership series as well, um, or Tales in Japan. The Tales of JRPG series is another form of video games that I play a good bit about. And they basically, that and um, the, a lot of animes tend to be very enthralled and attracted to the catholic church um and there's a definite draw of that whole like symbolism Mm -hmm. and uh, the decorum there's a lot of decorum and practices that come to it that you wouldn't see in your more um your different uh, other branches of christianity and Mm -hmm. so you can take maybe like the orthodox church but right and so you can take those things even to the degree that in the anime um Helsing, and I'm kind of stepping on Arnold's toes a little bit here, but like um, <laughs> in the anime Helsing, you get literally a war between the um, the Protestant church and then mm-hmm. the Catholic church, which has uh, actually happened quite a lot through history. Okay. But like you, fact, get, <laughs> you get speaking these, of medieval, <laughs> there's politics. politics, and so you get these two connections, and there's a fascination there, which I can understand leading to a lot of great forms of storytelling because mm-hmm. you're getting the the particularly the medieval version of like the catholic church being presented in anime and different things like that of its very like strong held nature and just in i think for me when it comes to anime and video games when they're displaying particularly like christianity as mm-hmm. a are the church as a big evil i think what they're looking at is the influence it has had at shaping history and mm-hmm. showing more of a face because i believe that culturally for them um it's important to show that part as opposed right. to it seeing as you know like they were not too happy about a lot of um um evangelists in their t- in their island for a while yeah the emperor especially didn't like that he right was supposed to, he was supposed to be the the, the deity there right um, and so for, um oh go ahead sorry 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 sorry. oh i was gonna say on that note i think that's also i'm glad you mentioned that because i, I actually to clarify earlier i know that other religions are much more widespread and well understood i think in japan like shintoism buddhism some uh, forms of Confucianism and things like that. And I think because of that, that makes Christian- Christianity and Christian imagery very... Um, it's a draw. It's exotic. Yeah. Kind of like we yeah. like ninjas and samurai. Right. That's sort of an exotic Western thing for some Japanese writers. Perfect example. Um, Naruto uses Buddhist hand signals mm-hmm. and hand motions. And it's also in Sailor Moon and a couple other anime. And a lot of people over here know these things and they're not ninja symbols everybody they're 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 founded in shinto's sorry go ahead um i was gonna say on that note and i think also the fact that they do have that distance 
Um, the, mm-hmm. the Christianity is less common religion in Japan gives them a little more willingness to tackle like the the dark and mm-hmm. uh, seedy history of the Catholic Church and its mm-hmm. involvement with politics and because much like arguably much like the Catholic Church during the Middle Ages, uh, the Church of Barbados and Final Fantasy Tactics is very manipulative to the degree that. Um, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't spoil this ancient game, um, <laughs> that a lot of the events in the game are orchestrated by it to help them with their ends, even if that means, like, making factions go to war with each other mm-hmm. and kill lots of people because they need sacrifice. And and I would also say that when it comes to Japanese animation um, and in video games, that it's also not just the the Catholic Church in particular. I think they do a lot of examining of extremes of any form of worship and mm-hmm. our idolization on anything. And that they're always wary and showing an acknowledgement of that issue. Um, for instance, kind of piggybacking off of this concept of different ideals, you have like Full Metal Alchemist that mm-hmm. is typically displaying um, culturally you're getting... Um, I think the most prominent religion ideal in there is kind of their version of like Islamic um, beliefs and yes, systems uh, like that. And they have a character known as Scar who believes like what he is doing is like God's will and that he is like killing these people who have basically tried to genocide his people in an almost mm-hmm. like Holocaust fa- fashion. Um, um, and he is, he is exacting out God's revenge here. And so Mm -hmm. they are showing these extremes, but it's also acknowledging that the, the, there are people of religious faith that are good people, but then there's also people of religious faith that are evil. And then there's also people who are in between and like disturbed by it. And so I think when it comes to that, our hell, I'm just thinking about this now, like berserk, like Griffith, it looks like an angel. Um, mm-hmm. Hashtag spoilers, finna completely spoil this here. He's not. Um, <laughs> like, you know, and just like. Actually, it's not. And, and Guts looks like. Yeah. I actually started berserk between since the last time. And, and, and Guts looks like a demon, you know, yep. like he looks crazy. And he so, makes people shudder sometimes. Right. It's like his bloodlust going yeah and he's the hero of our story and i think the thing is is that he's also a huge jerk <laughs> but with good reason yeah he he has very good reasons for it and so looking at um these forms of inputs when it comes to like the japanese media when it comes to religion they definitely put a lot of it in games but it's definitely not always looked at as just like ooh the church is bad or something like that but it's mm-hmm. also looking at like these individuals within it um right but yeah I think Final Fantasy Tactics delivers that strongly because at the end of Final Fantasy Tactics, you're not given, like, who was in the right here. Everyone's lives are kind of screwed up. It's very Game of Thrones. Just like... (laughs) So here's your your advice for the day. If you you don't mind a crunchy strategy game and you like Game of Thrones, give Final Fantasy Tactics a try. And if you just want to hear the story, look at a Let's Play. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 I believe it's on mobile now too. So. It is. Yeah, yeah you can play it on. I might oh. actually do. But anyway. yeah. so Arnold, how about you, sir? <laughs> now that I've taken up a huge block of time with my roundabout explanation, hey, go ahead, we're Arnold. gonna we're gonna take up a whole block of time for all of ours. So go ahead, Arnold. 
Well, I don't know about that, but uh, in, I feel like as a um, strong, well, a strong connection to a religion is Riding of Isaac. Oh, yes. That game was developed by, I believe, uh, Edmund McMillan. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this game, he portrays what he um, saw Christianity as growing up in his household. Because in his household, he, his all of his families, uh, all his family members were drinkers. But mm-hmm. then they found Jesus. Mm-hmm. They found God, um, but growing up in a household like that made him, you know, with that with that so much faith like that made him, um, I guess, not view it as well as they did. Because they not at all. <laughs> <laughs> because if you played this game, oh no, Arnold, did we lose Arnold? We even hooked him up with better, better system for this. Harlan fucked around and angered the gods. <laughs> Got smoted. We'll wait. We'll see if he comes back. He didn't got destroyed. Did you, uh, did you, uh, are we still recording for the moment? Do we need to fill the space or do you want to pause it for a second? No, no, we're good. We're just okay. leave it like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll give Arnold another minute or two. Um, he gone. He did. Yeah, I think he's gone. We'll. Uh, why don't you pick up for a little bit, James, and then we'll come back to music. Okay. Hello. Oh, there oh, he is. Wait, there he is. Okay. I have no we idea what almost moved on without you. We almost <laughs> left you there. Left behind. Left you there in the dirt. Ben. You wanna? You wanna start back up? Where you were? You were uh, talking about um, his how his family like changed into more of a religious family after their drinking, and his as like how he took that, and how the game of Isaac was formed by that. Yeah, so the game of Isaac, if you when you're playing it, you discover that um, you're now in this game. You play as did I explain that you play as a naked child? Naked baby fetus, isn't it? No, uh, pretty much. <laughs> And other characters, but we're gonna focus on Isaac. Even though the other characters are also the other characters you could play as are all figures from Christianity, like um the what's the lady's name? <laughs> I'll go back to that. Okay. Um, but Isaac, you first uh, when you descend down through the levels, you fight demons, you fight weird ass bugs. Also, the further down you go, you can fight angels. Like, you're fighting holy beings. But in this game, the scene is that. The scene as Isaac's, um, like, enemies. And not just any enemies. These are, like, boss fights. Mm-hmm. And the one of the boss fights is, like, this goat with the inverted uh, cross mm-hmm. on its forehead. And... To him, growing up, he had a problem with Christianity because his parents would always, well, not always, but would try to enforce their religion onto him at all costs mm-hmm. because of their high faith. Mm-hmm. I say it like they're clerics or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they put all their points into faith. faith. None yep. of charisma. Um, 
Mm -hmm. And as you can, as you go far through the game, if um, now this game is a roguelike game, mm -hmm. so you know if you die, you have to start all over. But depending on how far you get and what items you get, you you get um, little snippets, like little pictures of what this character has been through. Um, one of them is him. Now Isaac's bald, so one of the one of the pictures is him getting a wig that his mom gets him, and he dresses up as. How do I keep this peachy? You don't have to keep it peachy. Ah, uh, you're right. I um, click that explicit button every time. We um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember the lady's name, but it's the the whore of Babylon, I believe it was described mm -hmm. as. Mm -hmm. And he goes to school wearing this wig, and he gets made fun of, despite the fact that it's okay if he wants to wear it, whatever wig he wants. But he also gets shit on by all his classmates. Mm. So I would definitely say that Isaac is definitely a good representation of what I would not necessarily confirm, but like looking at, at least from the creator's point of view, looking at what you were saying, that forceful push of a belief onto an individual, I think, and this is my opinion, um, but like I think families are very very strong in making sure everyone is the same and so when it comes to religion they don't think about the individual and how they may be taking that in and what's the best way to deliver religious practices to somebody without mm -hmm. making it feel this coercion you know like if 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 someone is religious it should be by choice, right? And I think that's a doctrine that's put in all religion because if you're forcing anyone to be religious, they're not. Are they really religious? Are they just doing practicing? Like, you know, like if you teach someone that when the clock strikes three, they need to hit something with a hammer every time since they were two, they're always going to do it. But do they know why they're doing it or do they believe they need to do it? Um, is, it, is it actually have any rep, any um, significance to them other than just moat repetition, basically? That's right. Like... And I think every um, teenager, not every teenager, but a lot of teenagers, definitely they start their process um, of questioning ideals and stuff that their parents have taught them or done because they're trying to form themselves um, as a person. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we all do that. And I think adults do that, too. I just think they hide it more from kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess disclosure on my part, like, that was a big struggle for me. And it still is. Like, I don't, I don't know how everything works. Like, you know, but I don't declare one way or the other. Um, I am... I am experiencing and learning. I think the one thing I think is really firm in my idea is that there's karma out there and she is a bitch i'm just kidding um like i i um i think for me that there is a problem when um and it's mainly adults where they're pushing their ideas on individuals and that's when you have games like isaac that are representing maybe that ideal set and i'm not saying that um isaac is right in that before the creator that that's right for him like in it's his real life that's something life. he went through yeah and so you you can find those literal like leave it to beaver families where like everybody like 
is good and they go to Sunday school and stuff like that. But you also can get those families where everyone's like, you know, the born again idea where it's like we were horrible and now we're better. So you need to do this, too. And um, you can find that in I've seen this in all religions. It's not just like Christianity that I've seen this extreme um, push into someone's life, particularly a younger person's. Um, and, and yeah, I think what you get most because it's the most widespread like religion is with Christianity, yeah, especially but, in our, our area here. Yeah, yeah, we're in the Bible Belt down here, but also not just over here. Like I've listened to the um, Let's Fight a Bots podcast with Super Eyepatch Wolf in there. Shout out to John. Um, but like, um, they're <laughs> Irish, and um, Catholicism is really big mm-hmm. over there, and so they've experienced the same thing to the degree that like the church is part of the education system. You know, yep. like um, so. Yeah, and that's very problematic in many ways. And so, like, you get you get it all around the world in different aspects. And I think um, Isaac is one of those games that's just, like, kind of sticking up a middle finger, but not just saying, screw the religion per se, but also kind of saying, like, screw the people that use this as their, like, tool and weapon, as opposed to something that can help. Um, that's yeah. just my interpretation of that. Um, but, yeah. Um, anything you wanted to say more on that, Arnold, when it comes to Isaac? Are you still with us? Okay. For a second, I heard you cut off. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Um, I was saying that you have, like, anything, um, in addition to say to Isaac. Uh... If you don't, that's also okay. I, don't, I keep hearing, I'm sorry, I keep hearing your, uh, just little cuts. Oh, oh did you not hear me? No, I heard I heard almost everything. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry, audience, about these it's random Arnold, difficulties. Arnold, Arnold is inside of a chip bag right now, <laughs> and he's using a Dorito to connect it's to a, it's just a, Hey, it's a Dorito Cool Ranch, come on now. <laughs> Dorito Coke. Dorito <laughs> Dorito Cool Ranch. Dorito Cool Ranch. The only Dorito that should ever be cool. <laughs> no, they're all other Doritos. It, it actually, it's a joke, but it's the only Dorito that's cool. All the other Doritos are spicy or nacho. Yeah, it's true. Except, uh, yeah, they're all like salsa verde, like buffalo wings. Buffalo wings. Like everything, some kind of like spicy salsa, nacho. Right? Why don't you Doritos calm the fuck down? Get and some guacamole Doritos. Guacamole oh, God, Doritos. no. Please, no. <laughs> Doritos are. Nice. I don't even think Doritos are sturdy enough for guac. Those things will break. <laughs> <laughs> this things will it's break. A, it's a low-level tor- tortilla chip there. This podcast brought to you by Doritos. <laughs> no, it's not. But Doritos, if you want to sponsor us, you can hit us up. Boy, howdy! Send me a bag. I swear, I will eat a chip out of it. Um, he will. He will eat those Doritos on the podcast. He'll I take will. a chip out the bag. And bite it. And I'll bite that chip as I write into my <laughs> notebook. Um, but yeah. Okay. So um, if Arnold, you don't have any more on Isaac. Um, uh, no, I, I don't want to. I don't want a chance cutting off. I guess. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I'll get into one of my 
smaller topics because I have a big one, but I'll just list off some things. So, okay. um, coming back to like how Catholicism and stuff are used in video games and stuff in anime, I have some positives that are used very well. Um, okay. I fucking love D. Gray Man. It is a shonen manga. Um, I have a friend. I got her into it. We are now the only two humans I know that have read it. Um, it is, <laughs> and it is about a group of exorcists that work for the church. Like I think it's the actual like Catholic church. church, and they all wear their like badass suits, and they have like anti-demon weapons. And um, one guy's hand is he even has like a cross on his arm and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they go out and they slay demons, and they're all about helping the innocent. Um, around the world, they fight a group of individuals known as the Noahs, the children of Noah. Um, and so that hasn't been fully explained, um, wise. And I'm not going to get all up into the manga, it's also an anime that you can actually find for pretty cheap. But, um, I always they use it on the Shonen Jump, yeah. You can read it in Shonen Jump app, yeah. It's really good, um, really, really good. I need to finish it, um. That's like kind of, you know, it's action-y, of course, but it's a positive representation. They're not going around telling people what they should believe or not. They're just using their... at the stake. Right. They're not burning nobody. Um, and so it's Overthrowing really... Overthrowing governments. The concept... <laughs> no, no. The concept of the... Um, the concept of the manga is pretty good because the way that these creatures known as Akuma um, kind of breed into the world is that a human wishes like that a loved one that has perished returns to them but since they like you know once they're dead they can't be brought back a guy known as the earl who comes down and he says like oh i'm going to give you your wish and so he brings that soul back but the caveat is that the soul goes into this um this skeletal body um and then they have to use the person who wished them back to life as a husk so mm-hmm. then they go into the dead person, the living person's body, and rips out their organs and takes their form, and like it's really it's grotesque and wonderful, and I love it. What um, the fuck? I fucking <laughs> love switching bodies. I fucking love D. Great Man because it's talking about how you have to accept like death and loss, and like by when you're bringing that back, you're like creating an abomination and i kind of think that most of us religious or not can probably agree that once someone is gone you should probably learn to accept that as opposed to frankensteining them back you know reminds me of a certain lesson i learned by some elrics yes yes, <laughs> yes. it's a lot like that except it happens all the time and you don't it's need it just one time and <laughs> yes. then it hangs over the entire city. and it gets pretty intense but um but yeah that's a short kind of one was also going to say um, coming back to Dragon Quest once again. In Dragon Quest, you save in churches and you go to like priests or nuns and they save your game for you. And you have like things like they have like you get benedictions. Com- um, in order to save, you have confession. Um, which makes Jesus, perfect sense. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll save and you'll have like a confession and that's how you save the game. And the only other ways to save the game is from people who are ordained in the religion of the game are saving at a Bible or um, at a holy, like, um, a holy statue. Um, and like none of the characters 
have to be religious or anything like that for it, but it's a very interesting take of how to save your game. Um, of course, Dragon Quest is the original RPG, basically, and so a JRPG, I mean, and it's heavily borrowed from like, um, like the fantasy series before it, and like D and D and stuff. Um, then finally, two things that are outside of the more Christian religion. Before I get into my big one, um, Shiva and Bahamut. Um, some of you may know him as Bahamut, um, if you're saying it incorrectly. But um, Shiva and Bahamut are creatures from the Final Fantasy series. That's where they're most famously known, outside of some D&D people who will obviously know Bahamut. Um, but he's the same in both versions. He is a giant yeah, dragon. A dragon, yep. He's the, usually the god of dragons as well. Yeah. And, um, I think he's like a god of justice or something mm, in some editions of D&D. He's usually a good god um, in... And sometimes when you summon him in Final Fantasy, you'll say, good God. Um, but, like, <laughs> um, but, like, he is an, a very powerful summon and our creature in D&D who's usually his presence is, like, the end game. Like, he's here to stop you and or help you. And um, he's usually shown as a big black dragon of immense power. Um in Final Fantasy XIV, he's like an, a raid boss that you have to work your way up to. Um, and then, of course, Shiva, who is an ice woman, usually represented in the Final Fantasy series. She's my favorite summoner of all of them. She um, usually is like a very... Scantily clad. I don't want to say scantily, only because some of the garments she wears are like almost ceremonial type. But I'll say okay. she's she's kind of like... She ain't wearing too much cloth. She's suggestively uh, dressed. Like, really. for a woman who controls ice, she sure sure do look comfortable. She looks like she'd be a little chilly. Oh, no, guys, good. I gotta... I gotta be right back. I'll, I'll be right back. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Arnold has to okay. go for a second. I'll continue okay. where well, I we was. We will continue. Um, so, Shiva um, is actually um, hin um, Hindu... Like Hinduism mm -hmm. type of um, she's she herself is a part of a sect of Hinduism, or they themselves are part of Hinduism, and they have their own form of um, tradition in Hinduism that's known as Shivaism. Um, hmm. Shiva, of course, means the auspicious one, and Shiva is known as the like um, the supreme being and. Um, Hindu religion and culture and so they are usually represented in like multiple ways they're known as they sometimes have different forms like they are a yogi um, or a dancer or a dilate which are the untouchables which is the lowest caste of people in India and right. so Shiva is known as um, all and in all like they are known as the absolute reality so they are like <laughs> Um, for people who are of a Christian faith in the Hindu um, form of religion, Shiva is like God, like you know, like the representation of how God is everywhere. That's how Shiva is. Um, Shiva has a few weapons, actually, as most gods would. In like, um, yeah, Hinduism, a lot of have. Yeah. One of my favorite ones is apparently, I think I may be butchering this, but it's known as Pashupatsat, Um, which is like their voice 
just like their voice are their mind and it it's their most powerful weapon it can wipe out things and just that kind of ideal and yeah i like that shiva is also known as being both half man and half woman if they decide to and um they are the patron of yoga um so i find that really interesting shiva apparently is also in dark souls games so i always find that interesting because basically the shiva in final fantasy and dark souls is like a very very nerfed version of the the hindu um yeah. where did the ice come in did you figure that right out no i looked up and down for that he, um shiva is known to be connected to the elements but it's mm-hmm. not just ice so it's really interesting that ice is the um the representation i think they just felt like doing it like i think they probably combined shiva with another known deity Right. Um, and so that's probably where that comes came from. And in all my research, I looked up and down, and I could probably do a little bit more, but like I couldn't find that yet. And I was trying hmm. not to find it from someone who's already done that research part. I didn't want to just jump right. off them. But like I may look into it now, just because our audience may be curious now. Like, where did ice come from? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I mean, I, I know for like for the most part, Final Fantasy does kind of pull sometimes very vague references like even a frit is the is the thing mentioned yes quran. yes um Ifrit is in the quran yeah but yeah. it's in a very like limited it's not mm-hmm. not like specifically described in any any extensive capacity for what i understand i'm no i'm no scholar on the on the muslim faith of course i was thinking about this i was glad james had a good lengthy uh section on something that's not christianity because i can only speak mostly from from mm-hmm. that perspective myself but um uh but yeah i was um, gonna say because when you brought up ifrit um is also connected to another because uh, ifrits are usually known as like the basically like like the concept of the genie is mm-hmm, part of like the jinn yeah with like most people know them as the genie and stuff but they're jinn mm-hmm. and so that's a connection to ifrit in Bahamut is also connected to that area of culture and religion. And Bahamut, funny enough, is kind of like Ifrit, where they took something that was of a lower, quote-unquote, godly status and upped them to, like, a very supreme one, as opposed to Shiva, who got nerfed. Because Bahamut, most people don't know, is not a dragon at all in the um, the um, more Muslim traditions of its culture. Um, Bahamut is actually, like, a giant fish and our well and the concept of bahamut is not a dragon and is not a god of like destruction and elder dragon that's over dragons bahamut is like the fish that helps the goat hold up the earth so the earth is on a goat's back and that goat is on top of the fish and that fish is bahamut um so yeah just so thought actually, that was interesting. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go. James. Oh, no, no, I was no, going to say, ahead. while we're on the topic of Final Fantasy, before we leave this, mm-hmm. um, I'll also I'll go into one that I actually do know a little bit about. So um, while we're talking about Final Fantasy summons, uh, Leviathan uh, and Behemoth yes. are actually both mm-hmm. references to the Judeo-Christian Bible. Yep. Um, they're both from a single passage in Job, yes. um, which, um, for those of y'all not super familiar with Job, Job is... Um, Largely uh, wisdom literature. It's it's storytelling, but it's sort of with purpose. It's not like the historical books and the uh, 
in the Bible, it's more of a, this is a story to learn something from. Um, but, um, yeah, they're mentioned in poetic parts towards the end when basically uh, after going through all this and Job finally has enough and he uh, speaks up uh, and he gets told, hey, uh, you know, what? What do you, basically what do you know before he gets blessed for his uh, faith up until that point? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but Leviathan and Behemoth are and then got borrowed for more Final Fantasy critters. Yeah, they're def- they're definitely from. Um, also, a little uh, little fun fact is that uh, modern scholars think may- that maybe Behemoth was actually hippopotamus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard that that Behemoth is like not that big bear-like cat beast with horns. Um, so yeah, verdict uh, is still out on Leviathan. There's some speculation <laughs> that one may have been like an actual like now extinct fish, giant serpent fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Arnold, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm back. Cool, 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 cool. So sorry about that, folks. Some early life business. So I was going to say, was did Carl need your attention? <laughs> Carl the cat. Carl. Oh, the cat. Yeah. Um. So I was going to say, before I go into my final area, anyone else got something they wanted to throw in that has some religious um. aspects? If I can, if I can go into one for a yeah, little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, another another JR. Actually, this is not a JRPG, but it's a sister game. <laughs> um, so y'all have probably heard me mention Pick Seven a few times. It's a uh, Korean RPG, actually. It's a mobile RPG. Um, so you can go ahead and they say now if you want to. It's a mobile <laughs> RPG, but it's a mobile RPG with a detailed um, storyline. It is a gotcha game, unfortunately. Uh, with all the good and bad, mostly bad, that comes with that. Um, but it's actually an interesting kind of... Um, the cosmology, I guess, for lack of a better term, in Epic 7 is kind of interesting. And um, to give a little bit of um, my take on that, of course, my my, my very uh, informed literary takes um, on, on this is that um, Korea, like, from a religious standpoint, comes from a little bit different um, perspective, I guess, than Japan. Because while there's um, a lot of the widespread Eastern religions like Taoism and Buddhism are present and also some traditional religions are present in Korea, um, Korea is also like, I think, something like 65, 70% Christian. Yes. Um, Unlike unlike most of Asia, which is um, dominated by other religions. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I think you see a little bit of that to some degree. Um, in Epic Seven's cosmology, just with some of the choices of like um, how religion is framed. Unlike some of the games I mentioned earlier, um, the main character, Raz, R-A-S, um, is part of a kingdom that is a heavily religious-influenced kingdom, but it's in a positive light, I guess. Um, you've got several different orders that are part of it. Um, you've got the traditional, very Catholic-looking uh, uh, robes and garments and knights and things like that. Um, but what's kind of interesting about it is it's also got some, I would argue, some Taoism, Dao, Taoist uh, influences too, because you kind of got this balance between like the goddess, who's like your creation and light force, mm-hmm. um, and then um, the archdemon, who's like your destructive force. But there's like, as the story goes along, there's sort of this give and take. And as one gets stronger, the other one gets weaker. And there's some things dealing with that and like uh, kind of turning some of that destructive power into a good thing. 
And um, also an interesting thing about it, which I think is um, a nice, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it's just so common in a lot of Eastern and Western video games that you have, like, the chosen one who's going to come and, and save us all from whatever the villain is. Um, he's late <laughs> in <laughs> Epic 7. And in fact, the last time the Archdemon appeared, apparently, like, there's a whole cycle of, like, Archdemon comes, they lose, the goddess resets the world, and they try again, basically. Um, and this, this has happened six times before, apparently. Um, but she's getting weaker each time, so there's questions if, like, if we don't beat him, what are we gonna do? Um... But also, like, Araz, who's supposed to be, like, the heir of the Covenant, so you're, like, savior figure, um, was supposed to wake up and fight him in the Archdemon War, but he's, like, 20 years late, and so they had to beat the Archdemon without him. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but they didn't actually, like, completely defeat him, and he's starting to come back to power now, and so... It, but, but there's a lot of um, interesting plot points about Faith with that. Like, there's a character who legitimately loses his faith and turns sides because Roz knew the whole time that they had lost all these times and everyone had died and they'd reset the universe and he didn't tell him. Oh, okay. And there's another character too who, uh, who, um, basically he tells this other character who's portrayed initially as a very minor, minor spoilers here, very devout character. who's just like obsessed with Roz and the goddess and he's like a priest. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, 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 gets told this and like turns on you as well mm. that it's... would make a really good anime too bad it would make a really good yeah. anime <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean people keep saying that because the game's cuts yeah it's, it's not a big stretch yeah it's the most anime of rpg that's a pretty good anime um type one i would argue that the tales of still beats the anime oh yeah it's very it's very but i will say as a gotcha game that is a really good story for a gotcha game like it's very good it's a fun game and it's free just don't don't get addicted to it like i have Dustin selling his coke on the show. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you. Got to get gotta these get draws. Got to get the draws, y'all. Got to get these five-star characters. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you're, you're losing each and every time, and you're just resetting the world, this kind of makes you a sore loser. <laughs> but I it's guess. Like when, it's, it's, like, it's like when Ganon cursed the the people of... The two wields, the Triforce of Courage and Wisdom, that there will always be a person of power. No, Ganon didn't do that. His spirit, the the spirit that's inhabiting all the Ganons afterwards. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, I, that's I, I guess they're technically part of each other. Like, thinking of Zelda's religious aspects of the, the three goddesses... The, the the goddess of power rep- is Din, and that's Ganon's ability. So Ganon's Sorry. essence is essentially going to always be around because Zelda's and Link's is always going to be around. Yeah. I know, I'm just saying, like, that's a... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you <laughs> it mean. makes sense. Yeah. I will also say on that note before, we, before I move on, somebody else have the... Have the uh podium i guess is uh, in ross's defense to just make sure it doesn't sound like a completely terrible character he um feels that knowledge has been like it's so i guess disheartening that he wants to be the person who doesn't make other people like deal with it 
yeah. has to learn that he that maybe he should have just been transparent with people instead of keeping it to himself out of fear, out of fear they'd give up. Yeah, it is something to be said, and this happens in a lot of things where you don't tell someone like what they're doing and you think it's to help them and they're more upset because you didn't have like faith or belief in that they would be able to handle that um aspects yeah yeah it's very good it's a very good trope that's not often used but is used a good number of times to the degree that when you see it it's really good um but yeah i was gonna say arnold before i finalize mine you got any other religious aspects in the medias that you want to talk about uh yes you did talk about just a little bit uh but helsing Specifically, Helsing Ultimate. What's a Helsing, Arnold? Can you eat it? <laughs> does it go on the toast? Or no, does it, it does not go, go on the toast. Does it it's go not, on the fry? Is a, does the Helsing grow in the trees? I'm sounding like Starfire. He <laughs> <laughs> really does sound like You know, I, you know the funny thing is, is she, can't, she was accidentally mentioned earlier. Oh, who are you talking about? Starfire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I just thought that was funny that you brought that up. I yeah, yeah. Miss, <laughs> clarify, Starfire is DC, Firestar is Marvel. I know these things. I just got tongue tied. Wait. You just said Starfire. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Never mind. <laughs> My brain got tongue tied. Go ahead. Arnold, go ahead before I start saying that Spider Man's going to be in the next Batman movie. Oh, oh well, you know he You mean is. he's not? Spoilers. <laughs> Come on, man. Stan Lee would definitely would have proved. Uh, They're both missing their fathers. Or their father figures. They just sit down and cry and talk about life. But okay. Um, go ahead, Arnold. Talk about um, I feel like we've talked a lot about negative views of Christianity. So let's use this one as an example of another negative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arnold's like, boy, howdy. Did we beat Christianity down? Hold up, y'all. I got a new bat. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Arnold. Um, so on Helsing, I, 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 I guess I'm going to keep this short because we've been talking for a while. Oh, y'all have. I've been having problems over here. Um, I guess I'll bring up one part. You did mention bringing up in the earlier that uh, the, there's a war that happens, or not a war because it was one sided. Uh, hey, there's a fight. A dis- there's a dispute um, between the Protestants and the Catholics, Believe and near the, the end of the near the end of the anime, would it be? Yeah, it'd be at the, around the end of the anime when mm-hmm. like all hell has broken loose. Literally. The city of <laughs> it's England, right? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Um, there's like demon. Um, Zombie Nazis or vampire Nazis, basically. Vampire Nazis. Mm-hmm. Vampire Nazis are running everywhere, rampaging, and actual health like monsters. Thanks to um, Alucard, which is the one of the main protagonists of the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers. Read his spoilers. Name. Oh no, this anime is so new. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Almost as new as Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Just came out on the on the phone. Come on. Uh, the uh the, the catholic it's en- enrico is the catholic church right that's the guy yes yes mm-hmm. enrico. uh so enrico becomes enrico. yeah enrico maxwell 
Mm-hmm. Oh, they just, I think they just call him by Maxwell. He becomes like the new pope because the old pope in the anime retires for some reason, just mm-hmm. like in real life. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you get too old to pope. Sometimes you just gotta tell the G man that you're good. Is <laughs> you've done your time? Uh, he so, he sends in, I guess, like the Inquisition. Yeah, basically. Or, they are not Spanish, are they? <laughs> no, they're um, no, they're Italian, I believe. Okay. Just, Italian. Just Are they Italian? I thought they were Italian. Yeah, I think they're Italian. Yeah. Sorry. So, like, you know, and they're supposed to be saving the people, as a good Catholics would do. You would lend out a hand to one another, even if you are different. But while they're gunning down all the Hellspawns and the vampires, they also gun down literally every civilian that's in the way. <laughs> that's not Catholic. Don't they use the war as an excuse to purge up the heathens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but here okay. is... Okay, sorry, I don't know. But here's um, Alucard, who's part of the Helsing organization. Not yeah. doing... And he's a Which literal monster. Literal vampire. Yeah, he's a literal monster. vampire. Like, even though, like, yeah, the Protestant, he's a fucking monster. Before we go Does further on, real quick. Audience, I know you're lost. Helsing is about a vampire named Alucard, who's basically Super Saiyan vampire. He works for a Protestant organization known as Helsing. He goes and does the bidding of a younger woman who's in charge and smokes cigars. He does not get along with the Catholic Church. They have their own Super Saiyan form of a priest. Father um, Alexander Anderson. Alex- Father yep. Ander Anderson. They get into issues. A portly man who is German decides to resurrect the Nazis via vampirism. He has Schrodinger's cat with him, and he makes other vampires. They have a battle in the city of London. You just may want to know what we were leading up to. It's a very <laughs> crazy anime. I, version. I hate to have cut you off there, Arnold, but I'm pretty sure there may be people listening. Who are people like, you're right. You're right. I, I was trying to keep it kind of short because no, we've been going on. No, you're but I fine. Feel like, I feel like that was actually needed because I was missing that on a lot. You are fine. Don't worry about going long. I just wanted them to know. Go ahead. Finish what you were going to say. Now you made me lose my face. Hold I on. am They're so sorry. <laughs> civilians as well as monsters. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like here's um, um, Alucard. He's basically is uh, people. If you can switch his name backwards, his name backwards is Dracula. It's Dracula. Oh my God. Dracula. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's well. The Catholic Church is purging. I guess as you said. Here is the monster doing. None of that, except he's purging everyone else. You know, know something I love about that part in the um, manga and anime is that him and Alexander Anderson have a rivalry, and he loves to fight Alexander Anderson. And at the end, he hates it because Alexander Anderson um, transforms himself into a monster in order to get the same power. And he loved fighting Alexander Anderson because... Alucard envies humans and their ability mm-hmm. to always strive and work hard, and so he's always respected Alexander for fighting him on an equal footing or trying to. Um, and he just becomes saddened mm-hmm. when they fight finally because yeah, he's one of the few uh, members 
of the church in that organization are called he's kind of honorable and more um what not corrupt but not not just that he holds on to his humanity mm -hmm. and that's something that alucard had always respected about that you know so yeah that's a very good um good example there arnold of showing like the the beast that people represent as evil and may not be religious could be a good person you know um mm -hmm. and yeah so just looking at that thing of that you know people can be good no matter what they believe it's just a person um that's an individual so on the note of dracula's James, can we talk about Castlevania for a little bit? We can have a minute to talk about Castlevania. I see you got some energy around that one. I got some energy on some Castlevania. So can can we take one second and just sure. say that Castlevania's Dracula is phenomenal? That's all I wanted to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. And there, Alucard is also great. He is not Dracula. He's not Dracula. He is, yeah, he's daddy's little Son boy. Son of Dracula. Um... Anyway, so one thing I really enjoy, um, I am not Catholic, so I'm not, I don't mind these things. I probably have ancestors who are Catholic, but we've not been Catholic for a long time. Anyway, um, so, sorry, I don't know why I had to fill the need. That's fine. <laughs> you can do whatever um, I mean, you want. <laughs> um, and it's, what's interesting to me is the portrayal of the church in Castlevania, because on the one hand, um, it's a very negative force. You're introduced very early on to the um, spoilers for Castlevania, Castlevania Season 1 here. Um, this is the Netflix series, by the way, not mm, the very beautiful. lengthy video game series. Oh, this is an um, animated series. Please watch it, everybody. Um, yeah, it's a really good series. It's definitely worth it. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is you're introduced immediately to a well-intentioned um, woman who is a doctor... Um, also Dracula's wife to be um, who is interested in helping people and she is treated as a witch mm -hmm. and a heretic as you would be treated most likely by doing too much that un unauthorized too much of that science stuff. too much of that science yeah. too much of that unauthorized science I do um, I say she got some wacky glass bottles man come on yeah I know got, probably got spirits in them or something anyway um <laughs> about made a really inappropriate joke but i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let leave that to the imagination of the listeners at home um anyway certain kinds of spirits are acceptable in the catholic church just want to say that as in the they do have communion wine Oh, that's what you were referring to. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's talking like the Holy Ghost. Bro, I was, no, I that, was. That is also I was saying she was making moonshine in them. Like, <laughs> like I think everyone knows. Yeah, like if you're Catholic, you're allowed to drink wine during the communal things and stuff like that. But I don't think anyone in the Catholic Church is downing bottles. You know, so. Well, I mean, you don't know because you know, in in moderation, in moderation. Anyway, yeah. um. Uh, but yes, uh, it's portrayed very negatively initially, uh, actually consistently for a good while. But what I thought was interesting about um, about religion in Castlevania is despite the villainy of the, what is he, an archbishop? He's something yeah, like he's that. he's an archbishop. Um, as he wants to uh, ensure his control, basically. Like, there's no defending him as actually being that, that invested in in religion he's more like likes the power trip mm -hmm. um 
uh, with with purgings of heretics and things like that. Um, there's also a weird, no, I don't want to say weird, but there's an interesting contrast in the role of, I guess, faith in other contexts because holy water is very effective mm-hmm. um, against the demons. Um, the Belmont Whip. Does it have a name besides just the Belmont Whip? Uh, it's the Morning Star. No, no, no. The Morning Star is the family heirloom whip. The whip that he uses in the first season is. Oh yeah. The um, just it's just a whip. It's like, just a whip. It's, whip. it's his. Whip. It's just. It, it is a. It's a. It's a um, blessed whip. Yeah, it's a blessed whip. Yeah. Um, and there's also a very um, thing. I guess scene. Uh, oh, more spoilers. Where the archbishop is confronted by a demon in yes. his own church. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. It's a really like it's a very really satisfying scene because um it's basically just sort of ousting him for his hypocrisy. The best thing about the he calls for help from God and the demon basically tells him, Hey, God has no interest in you, you He says, God does not hear you for you lied and you You disgust him. He's like, God does not love you and then his favorite part was he was like, But I love you (laughs) You know that 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 part reminds me of the cat meme that's on the highest post is like I see no other God up here except me. And it's, yeah, um, it's portrayed yeah. in a way that it's like a this is the cost of his misplaced um, it's faith it's and his zealotry. Yeah, mm-hmm. his zealotry and his that he's not nearly. It's a moment of not just to be like dismissing religion as much as dismissing his zealotry and hate it, as mm-hmm. false religion. If anything, in that scene. It is declaring that the Catholic religion and God are real and exist in that universe, and their powers and properties are existent just as much as the demons are, to -hmm. the degree that the demons are acknowledging the existence of God and know how it operates. Like, they are Mm -hmm. literally talking to this priest and giving him an education going, because you were not faithful and used your religion for the good of it, you are no different from us demons. And Mm -hmm. thus, we are able to walk up in your house and wreck your stuff because none of y'all were good people. Um, And let's not forget that it's actually his fault that the lady got burned. It's his fault that the demons are there. The destruction of Sargavast. Yeah, on 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 himself. He is the he is the main reason why the demons are existent in this world in that way. I love the Castlevania anime people. Season three is on the way. Season two was phenomenal. I have watched season one three times. Um, it's, it's it's short, so it's easy. But I've it's seen like it three times, episodes. and I've seen season two twice, and I'm probably going to rewatch the whole series again. I may buy it, even though I have it on Netflix. Um, I recommend that show to anybody. You don't have to like cartoons. You don't have to like anime. It's so it good. is um, not a show to watch with the kiddo. If I will say this actually, because I watched RoboCop as a child, you can watch it with kids. You should probably explain things, and if the children are easily frightened, don't do it. Like, and it does have some strong language and some strong sexually suggestive content. Language. Yeah, so sexually suggestive content. People get eviscerated. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of gore in that they, scene. They, Good they, grief is their gore. And they, they, 
they're demons so remember this people they don't care about the age of the creature they kill they oh, no. will, they kill kids and people so I won't say keep your kids away because I think keeping kids away from something just invite them to find it on their own. But if you have children that are like eight or above, maybe twelve, you're okay. Just sit with them, talk, and just make. And you may want to wait till they're little. Yeah, it depends. I'm a little depends on your kids, your kids, your (laughs) maturity, your kids. Gates your kids. It It is to be fair. It is. It does say that on the ten. I think it's rated. Yeah, gate plus. You're their parent. Gate your children. They watch Thomas the Tank Engine. Maybe they don't need to be looking at Castlevania. But if these jokers are already watching anime and probably are like, when's the next time we get to sit down and look at Yu Yu Show? I think you can probably stretch it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they if they're watching the four kids one us. piece dub, then they're not ready for it. If they're watching the four kids one piece dub and think it's a little funky that Sanji has that lollipop, they probably shouldn't watch. <laughs> if if they I'll be 100 percent honest. If your kids are watching the four kids one one piece dub, just, just stop them. Stop just, them now. Just just get rid of your kids. Just <laughs> or get, maybe, get, or get maybe some new kids. Let us know so we can call CPS. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> no no! No no children should be inflicted on. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's kidding. funny. Uh, <laughs> but yes, um, good series. Okay, I'm gonna finalize up because I have the big old one. The big um, one. I will try my best for everybody. Not to get into spoilers here. Uh-oh. Spoiler territory. This show has been out since... Let me double check here. One second, everybody. This show has... The, the one that I'm referencing has been out since 2004. So it is. I don't want to say how old it is. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. The oh, I don't want to feel old. <laughs> The original series has been out since 1978. So, if you don't know it yet, I am sorry, but not really. Sorry, not hashtag sorry, not sorry. The show in question is Battlestar Galactica. It is one of the biggest sci-fi shows. My favorite sci-fi show Period. I like Firefly, but it does not have any staying power next to this. I think Farscape is charming. Nothing compared to this epic. Um, I I love my my um, my Buffy, and it's fun, but it does not have the seriousness that the well. Well, I take that back. Buffy is brilliantly written, but it is not. Battlestar Galactica, and even comparing them is unfair. Um, particularly Buffy, it's like in its own category. Mm-hmm. Um, but Battlestar Galactica essentially is about the human, the remaining human race, like the entire species, trying to live it out on the Galactica spaceship. Um, and they have to survive. And it's led by um, Captain Adama, who is, I make a joke that he is the beard. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, strong men have strong beards. The joke about that is that he has no facial hair. 
<laughs> for like the majority of the show. Um, and so this show takes place pre- for the most part on the ship and is about the lives of all the um, the crew and the civilians and everything like that. And it gets into the, the makeup of the military um, force and the, the politics of like civilian life and the military life, how that clashes and what's better for survival. Um, Battlestar Galactica is heavily rich in religious ideologies and dialogue and conception, but it's done in such a way that to me still is fabulous just to watch it work. So the wars between the humans and Cylons. Cylons are, um, for the most part, robotic creatures who were actually created by humans at one point. And humans are, for the beginning portion of it, um, they're all polytheistic. So it is it is a known fact, and this is where it gets kind of cool for people who are like religiously knowledge and stuff like this, or just religious buffs, or history buffs in general. So all of the human race existed on one planet 2,000 years ago. <laughs> and they um, lived with their gods in paradise art in Eden, if you will. And um, they had some falling out and they then spread to 12 different planets. Um, And each planet is named and representative of a um, Grecian um, pantheon god. And Mm -hmm. um, each um, form of of those areas have their own sex of the bigger religion um, and culture around it. And, of course, you know, through the years later on down the line, they still have these different forms of worship and stuff like that. Now, the cool part here is this. The Cylons, who are originally created by humans, at first kind of view the humans as their gods at first. But then the Cylons develop their own kind of culture. And the Cylons believe in a one true god, capital G. And they believe that the humans are God's flawed creation. And that they are to help re-educate them and or get rid of them for God. And so the Cylons also believe that they should be respected as hum- as like living creatures and not treated as slaves and workforces as they were originally by the humans. And so moving forward with all of that, you get into all these different ideals and talks and concepts like the humans will say by the gods. But then you'll also hear the Cylons talk about like God's love as in like the single God. And it's the the idea of the um, the the concept of God for the Cylons is almost like I could interpret it as the most pure idea of the God of God's ideology and that this has nothing to do with any biblical um, stories of any sort, but it has the same, their God has the same concept of what would be known as the Christian God here. And the aspects of all of that intergrain, intertwined in the communication in Battlestar Galactica is phenomenal. Like, People always talk about how good the stories in Game of Thrones are. And if you took out all the sex and death, you probably would be left without anything. (laughs) There is barely any sex in Battlestar Galactica. And the deaths in there are so 
finely tuned and well done that you are left with the most tense and perfectly drawn out drama ever. And it is on Amazon Prime, everybody, now. Please watch it while you can because it is hard to get a hold of. I own the Blu-rays. <laughs> and I've met the cast twice. <laughs> they are great. Highly recommend it. It is more than just an exploration of religion, though. It is a exploration of the human ideal, the like concept of life and its importance. Like for instance, like abortion is considered an abomination by the fundamentalist of the of the humans, but then the more secular people don't see it as that. Um, even though they are all polytheistic and have like the, their certain one gods, the humans also have aspects of human and Buddhist style religions, also like Christian religions placed in there. It's it's pretty cool. Hmm. I, love I didn't know all this about Battlestar. Yeah! Battlestar is awesome! Um, <laughs> it is so well done. I believe no matter what you believe or what you um, don't believe or what you're into or anything like that, Battlestar is another one of those things that you don't have to be into the nerd media to appreciate. Like, it's that fucking good. Um... Hands down, I argue anybody that like come come fight me, come come at me, bros. Like, I would fight me, IRL. Fight me, IRL. Like, yeah, like I don't care. Nobody say it good all day. Um, yeah, yeah. The Expanse is also a really good show. It's a good book. I haven't read all the books. What about Star Galactica, folks? Get in it. I know there's a lot of older, like, nerds out there that are probably like, this youngin. I've watched all of it 13 times. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah! That's a tidbit of religion and nerd media, everybody. Um, we, we, of course, went to another two-hour episode. Um, yeah, we knew that was coming. But we knew that was coming. This was... This was us actually cutting out some of the things we were going to say. Um, there's a yeah, lot of trimmed stuff. It a bit. We trimmed it. Um, religion in games is pretty big because it's used mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. Um, yep. Good. The good, the bad. Mm -hmm. and the, the weird. Uh, and the weird. The mostly bad. <laughs> the, yeah. I, 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 I actually want to say it's mostly bad. I think it's easier to see the bad, but I would say that religion in video in nerd media is handled as well as it is in real life yeah because you always have people who are you got good and bad the whole spectrum there yeah you got good and bad you have atheists that can be just as zealot like as mm -hmm. as religious people and religious That's people true. can be just as zealot like as the, the, the stereotype would perceive them. And then you have religious people who can be super nice and um, atheist people who can be super nice and you have like the different ideas and the like sciences. Different denominations. Denominations different... and things and like yeah, it, it's and I always find it interesting when you think about this, like this quote and idea of that, like no matter what, death is the great equalizer. So, like you know, no matter what you believe, what you don't believe, 
like there is an interesting take on that and i think mirror media handles it well um yeah i'm gonna lay out recommendations at the end of this actually i'm going to say if you took anything away from this please watch battlestar galactica and castlevania um castlevania for the amazing gory wonderful masterpiece and Battlestar Galactica for a really just well done like artistry of work. God damn it, that's a good show. James is gonna Jeez. get off here and watch more Battle Gustav. Oh my god, it's so yeah. long, but I may rewatch it again. I actually I gotta finish. Do you, the crown. Do you recommend the original or the later series? Uh the remake is the best one in my opinion. Um I have seen the nineteen seventy eight version a couple of times. It is decent. Um, the the 2004 version is like a re uh, a, a reimagining mm. of the original one. The characters have changed. Like Starbuck is no longer a man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the original um, there's a woman. Um, I think Katie Sackoff is the the woman who plays her. She's excellent. Every character is good. Um, there's one guy in there that used to remind me of my late papa. He's like this guy. He's hilarious. He's like this old guy. And everyone's like, you can't tell him anything. He's like, I'll do it. I want to. And I'm like, <laughs> but like, it's, um, it's really, really, really well done. I relate a little bit to, um, the character Apollo at times. Um, he's having to live up to, um, parental expectations and stuff like that and how difficult that can be um it's good it's it's got damn good it's goddamn dimadome good it's good it's good do you guys got any recommendations for people? Uh, if people are older, I'd really recommend Helsing. It's pretty funny. It's got the Castlevania issue. Well, yeah, if you if you yeah. watch Castlevania, you can watch Helsing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Helsing is good, too. Definitely recommend it. Um, I have a um, friend of mine. She's obsessed whenever they're saying, yes, my lord. Um, <laughs> Sarah? Um, no. Uh, I won't give names. <laughs> but... They know who they are. They're listening. They know. Um, but, but yeah. I also would like to apologize to people. I'm trying to get my setup working. We did get, we did, yeah, we did try to fix something, and hopefully I do sound better. But my connection is apparently still a problem. It's still somewhat funky. He kind of sounds like he's in the chip bag, but he's clear. <laughs> he is working at becoming the Dorito Pope. He will be yes. the Dorito Pope. Soon I will upgrade to. Well, I don't know if that's an upgrade to a Cheeto. There's already a Cheeto. I think it's a downgrade to go to a Cheeto. That's a pretty downgrade. Hey, if you. Nope, I'm not going to do I'm not going to make the joke. What were you going to say? I said if you become a Cheeto, you can be president, though. That's true. If you're a Cheeto. If you're a Cheeto Puff. That's why that's not an upgrade. That's a downgrade. If you are. I don't know. If you're a Cheeto Puff, you could be president. Man, now that you say that being like a Cheeto Puff president would be a downgrade, all I can think about is this famous line by Lex Luthor in the um, Justice League series. Um, the, uh, the 
the Prince Tam one, right? Yeah. Yes, where he grabs the question and he's like, "You wanted to be the president," and Luther laughs, picks his pick his ass up and beats him with his hand. And he says, "President, do you know how much power I have to lose to be president?" Yeah, and I, you know what I would have to give up to be president? I was like, "Holy shit!" It was like Lex Luthor is a beast. Um, Great so yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah. Um, any closing thoughts for you guys about any recommendations and stuff? I know I just said that it once before, but like Dustin, you got any like recommendos? It can be from here or anything like that for our audience. Hmm, that's a good question. If you Let me don't. think on that for a minute. Let Arnold go first. Well, why? But, well, uh, I did. I did the. Oh uh, uh, yeah, you did recommend Helsing. <laughs> um. I think, oddly enough, this is a weird one. This is a classic, I guess. Um, if you've not read them, they're, they're, they're different different things for different people, but uh, Lord of the Rings and Narnia yeah. both are, are heavily, heavily influenced by the faith of C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, C.S. Lewis is actually almost... I know a lot of people know him for Narnia, so they've written mm-hmm. tons and tons of theological books as well, if yeah. you're interested. In Christian theology are, are definitely Lord of the Rings um, is definitely yeah. Also another one which not I actually need to read these myself, but I've heard good things. Um, he also wrote a science fiction trilogy that not everybody really knows much of. C.S. Lewis did that is, hmm. um, hmm. and but uh, I'm, I'll, I'll read. Oh, you, you you blocked out there, Dustin. I said I'll actually read that one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would also But I feel like I need to plug those two just because we didn't mention Oh yeah, those are very good ones. it's really weird that we didn't think about that. But um those are good if you're looking for the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm sure most of you already know about his dark materials, mainly because they just made an HBO show off of it. Um it is definitely the opposite of the, oh, yeah. the it's um the the Christian ideology that's placed in those. Um, I can't say which is better. I never was into Narnia, and I was never into his Dark Materials. I read Lord of the Rings. Um, but, like, I will say this. I am more interested in the show of his Dark Materials now because they have the girl from um, Wolverine, and she's a phenomenal little actress. Oh, the one that was yeah. in uh, the Logan. Logan, yeah, I'm sorry. I said Wolverine. Logan movie, yeah. She oh, is such a good movie that's a good movie another recommendation if you haven't oh very depressing movie i almost cried um like um she is phenomenal and i really really want to um to watch it but i don't have hbo because they charge you an arm and a leg so i may have to revert to my old high school methods of watching shows um i won't get into what they say them on air i won't i won't say anything but you know you know, if you know a guy with a truck, I'm just saying. You may sometimes wanna, things fall off Sometimes trucks. fall off things, fall off trucks. And with that, I <laughs> am going to say thank you again, our audience, for listening to the Key Items podcast. I am, again, your host, James. And with me, once again, are... Arnold. And Dustin. And you can find our butts on Spotify and our iTunes. I will be looking to see if I can get us on SoundCloud, because that would be really cool. And our website is, of course, again, key items at Squarespace. Oh, sorry. 
Key items. Key items. Uh, key, our, our email is unlock at key items podcast. <laughs> Dot there com. we go. We'll get it to me. And our website is keyitems.squarespace.com. Um, please give us a little jingle and a jingle at our Twitter as well. Um, and let us know your thoughts. Send in some questions. We would love to hear your weird questions. If you guys have stupid things like, is Mega Man's underwear too tight? Hint, that's not underwear. Um, you know, we can always He's get a robot. Into... Robots don't wear underwear. Or do they? Um, you know, anything. <laughs> that, and now we have a topic. And now we have a topic. Do, un, do robots wear panties? <laughs> um, feel free. Definitely send us any questions and whatnot. And thank you once again. Good day, everybody. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you for playing.